you can't just like push, push, push yourself on creating your dreams. You can push yourself to do a goal, but you're not gonna push yourself to make a dream happen. Um, you have to be pulled to a dream. You have to be inspired to a dream. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, 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 beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I am your host, Nicole Imani, and if you are listening to this episode, I am so glad that you're here. <laughs> many, many thanks for tuning in, and I hope you all are having a beautiful week. As we come to a close of this week and this month, it's been an interesting month, but September's been good. September's been good. Um, and you know, this week's been interesting. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. But today, it's been a gloomy, cold day here in Santa Fe. Um, very brisk. This, the, the past few mornings have been very brisk. But then, you know, the sun comes out because we're really high up in altitude. So when the sun comes out, it's just like, it just feels really warm. But today, it's very fall-esque. And it's actually raining, and it's been raining for like the past few hours or so. And it was funny because when I first moved here, it would rain for like 30 minutes, maybe an hour, and then the sun would just come back out like nothing happened. But today, we're getting that real fall, get cozy rain. And it was funny, I was in, um, I was in Target the other day, and I was seeing all the fall coats, all the cute coats, all the Target collabs. I was like, ooh. It's time to get some new coats, some fall coats, you know. So I'm very excited about that. And some shoes, because I'm boots. Anywho, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful to be in this fall season. I love, love, love fall. Fall is one of my favorite seasons. So I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> um, all right, so the oracle card for this week is pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I've been pulling this card quite often this week. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. I'm just going to keep saying it. <laughs> um, and so the guidance that came through for this card is give into what feels good, surrender to what feels aligned. Give in to what feels good, surrender to what feels aligned. And I just want to be clear that this isn't an, an egoic, you know, or, or a numbing kind of giving in to what feels good, but what truly feels good to your soul, like what's going to allow you to come alive, feel nourished, feel seen, feel heard, all of that stuff, you know? So yeah, to fill into that for this week, 
Um, so yeah, so this week I've been doing some shadow work. It was just, just coming through so loudly since I'd say last Sunday to do shadow work, do shadow work, do shadow work. And, um, I, the other day I got an email. I'm, I don't know if you all are familiar with Steve Nobel, but he does a lot of really beautiful and amazing healing works specifically for star seeds and people who resonate with star seed energy and star seed medicine. And I'll probably do an episode about that soon, someday, one day. <laughs> Definitely, I'm sure that'll come into the mix. But he put out this really amazing article about shadow work and I was like, okay, yes, like, oh my goodness, this is like the third, fourth thing that has come across my path that has been talking about shadow work. So um, I've mentioned Lacey Phillips's work on here before, To Be Magnetic, and I will also link that in the show notes for anyone who's interested, but she has several workshops, one of them being um, one around shadow work. So I tapped into that yesterday and she has, so her work is through um, hypnosis. So she has all these different, she calls them deep imaginings. So she has all these deep imaginings that, that um, target certain, I'll say, growth points in our journey and just really coming back into our authenticity. So I tapped into one of the DIs around integrating shadow and um, in, inner child. And so that was very, very, very supportive, very nurturing. So I just kind of wanted to mention that here on the show, if you're not familiar with shadow work, um, I definitely got a big, huge message <laughs> uh, yesterday to do an episode about shadow work. So I'm not sure if that's going to, if I'm going to do that next week or maybe the week after next, um, because the next guest that I have on here, we actually talk about inner child work and shadow work. So it's going to be around that time. Um, but definitely something to look into if you haven't done it, if you're not familiar with it, or if you might need to, you know, do a little extra work within your shadow self. I just really invite you to do that, honoring your shadow self. Um, that's something that I did when I was going through the DI. And really just, I kind of came into an agreement with her, this aspect of myself. I'll also share the aspect of shadow that I have that I am currently integrating and something that I've been working through, not consistently, but I know it came into my awareness, I'd say around March or April of this year, this, just this feeling of not feeling good enough. And that, and that includes all the things, not pretty enough, not smart enough, not, you know, wealthy enough or successful enough or whatever. It's all of, all of the enoughs, you know? And so I really made a commitment to that part of myself, that, that aspect of self that's really been coming through and trying to get my attention so that I could really uh, resurrect her from the shadows that I've kind of casted her off into and, and bringing her back into the light and just reaffirming that I am enough, I am plenty. And that's actually a mantra I came up with, ugh, I don't know when, but I, you know, as you kind of do this work, you're going out of these different segments and aspects of, of yourself that you're healing um it's not linear and maybe you've heard that in your journey wherever you find community and support in your your growth and development it's not linear so you know you might tap into shadow work um around one aspect and then you'll 
jump into reparenting and then you'll jump into, I don't know, like something that I've been working with is, you know, money and abundance and financial prosperity. And then you'll tap into this other aspect and you come back to this other part and then this other section will come back up again. So that's what they mean when they say, you know, um, growth and healing isn't linear, it's cyclical. So it comes in these cycles and these waves. And so I'm kind of back into this wave of shadow work, um, which I talked about on the show when I did the episode about um, how inner child wounds can be blocking your financial abundance. So that's just a perfect example how it's like, you know, you'll go into one aspect and then you'll start working on another aspect and then it'll come back up again. So here I am now, what, two, maybe three weeks later, tapping back into this shadow work again. So, you know, just give yourself grace and space to just feel into that, navigate that, um, and just honor that. And, and just like I was saying earlier, just, me making more of a commitment to honor my shadow self so to not to indemnify her or condemn or condemn her damnify her whatever like just really honoring that like she wants to be seen she wants to be heard and she's here to actually help me and support me if i listen to her if i listen to what she needs and what she's wanting and how she's wanting to be seen and how she's wanting to be heard and just honoring that because that is an aspect of myself and, and it's not something that I'm trying to get rid of, but it's something that I'm to heal and integrate. So that way I am, I'm bringing, I am reclaiming more parts of myself, my soul self, so that I'm operating out of wholeness and not out of fragmentation. So there's that. <laughs> and I, yeah, like I said, um, I will, excuse me, I will, getting all jumbled up in my thoughts here, I will ref, I will link the article that um, Steve Nobel sent out. Um, yeah, and if starseed medicine or if the word starseed kind of like, I don't know, jumps out at you, definitely look up Steve Nobel. He has a lot of work, meditations, all kind of free resources that support starseeds in their healing journey because that is so much of his mission and purpose and path is really supporting starseeds. So yeah. Um, other things I'm going through, lessons on detaching from outcomes. It's been a big, huge, fat theme for me this week. It's just really learning to detach and detach consciously, detach in a healthy way, such as detaching from outcomes. <laughs> so I'm not getting stuck, not getting, you know, um, not allowing that shadow aspect to just be inundated with fear to, or allowing me to be inundated with fear, that conscious self, Right. Because the shadow aspects typically work on, at the subconscious level, which obviously has an effect on how we act and how we move consciously. So just really, 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 man, just grounding into um, not getting stuck, not feeling stagnant, following my guidance, following my intuition, and just keep like just keep on going, keep on moving. And moving towards the next thing and not in like in a busy like oh I just gotta move and just do with like no but very conscious very um self-aware but again it's just not getting stuck on an outcome that will inhibit you from moving forward or progressing to the next thing <sighs> big lesson for me big 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 lesson huge <laughs> um okay so Let's see, what else have I been going through this week? Yeah, this week has just been, I don't know, I've been very flowing. Haven't really, like, I, I don't know, every day I wake up and I just kind of feel into what I need at that moment time. Like, I haven't really been sticking to any sort of, like, strict schedule, 
routine, any of that. Like I definitely make sure to tap into mind, body, spirit aspects. Um, and I just honor that. And I've just really been, you know, I don't know, just practicing like getting out of um, like strict or structured, like time blocking for myself. So sometimes I'll feel myself kind of like, like the sweet, perfect example. I've been kind of getting late starts in the days, like, like, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock, which is kind of late for me. Um, and then I'll find myself trying to rush through, you know, my journaling or rushing through, like pulling cards for myself or just trying to rush through. Cause I'm like, oh my God, it's like noon. It's, it's almost one o'clock. Oh my, like, you know, just like that fear of like lack of productivity, even though still just integrating that like a lot of me being productive is just making sure my energy is right <laughs> so like it's not really of any benefit to me if I'm rushing through the things that are going to ground me and allow me to approach my what I am doing for quote-unquote work even though I saw this beautiful quote um from this platform that I'm a part of called Gentle Guide and they had I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and I'll link it but it was this great, amazing quote that they had posted from someone else. And it was basically, you know, just challenging us to relook at the way we, we look at our work, especially those of us who are, who are, you know, tapped into like what we are, like what our purpose is, right? And what our, what our mission is and all of that. And just really like reframing that, reframing how we look at that as quote unquote work. And they said to look at it as play, and I was like, whoa, that's a huge game changer because it just releases so much pressure. Like I have to be productive and work has to look like this and work has to be like this and blah, blah, blah. You know, like work could like, like what if it's just play, like just playing with energy and playing with our reality and just not again, not getting so attached to outcomes and really learning how to detach from, from things, you know? Um, so yeah. So navigating a lot of fatigue, like I said, I've been having late starts in the day and I've just been going with it, like just really trying to release the guilt, release any pressure, release any shame around that. Um, and just really, I don't know, like, I don't know how aware you all are or were of this past week, well, not this past week, but last week. So we had the full moon, what was it, like the 26th, I believe, so last Monday, jam-packed with energy like oh my god and I couldn't figure out I was like why do I feel like this what's going on and because on the actual full moon so that Monday I was great I was like this is a this is like my full moons lately have been just like awesome it's been the new moons up until I'd say the new moon in Virgo that that actually felt very grounding and nourishing but the new moons prior to that were like fucking havoc So I was like, oh, wow, this full moon feels so nice and flowy and I feel abundant and I'm getting all these beautiful signs and blah, blah, blah. And then that Tuesday, I started my cycle and it was just like, like, like it was just like everything went downhill. <laughs> and so I was just trying to like, you know, give myself grace and space for that. I always try to be super gentle with myself when I'm on my cycle. And so then we had Libra season kickoff, I believe, like in the middle of that week and fall season got jump started and then that Sunday so this last Sunday was Mercury retrograde it was just a lot a lot a lot of energetic shifts so if you were feeling off crazy brazy like what the hell is going on 
that's probably why. Just a lot of energy, a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of just shifting. That's the only way I can describe it. It's just like shifting out of old energy into new energy. Just whew. so yeah. So if you're here this week, give yourself a pat on the back. Okay, you made it. <laughs> you made it. Um, so something that I want to share with you all is that my October calendar is open for my intuitive offerings. So for those of you who may or may not know, I do intuitive guidance sessions and oracle card readings. So the October calendar is wide open. And if any of those things feel super aligned with you, I would love, love, love to support you in any one of those two ways. Um, those are just two of my favorite offerings that I love doing for people. And I love holding space in that way. And, and just, it's really about just giving you permission to follow your intuition, giving you permission to tap deeper into your authenticity, whether it's an Oracle card reading or an intuitive guidance session. Um, the vehicles are different, but the intentions are both the same. It's just really holding space for you to just tap back into your authenticity and, and into your truth, you know? And so where, you know, the Oracle card readings are really, I'd say like, if you're looking for, you know, guidance on a specific situation, there's like this one thing that you're just trying to just figure out like, okay, how do I navigate this thing, this, this circumstance, this experience? Or maybe you're just wanting guidance on like how to move forward in life, your growth, um, and then intuitive, guide, intuitive guidance sessions are really helpful if you're like, okay, I'm really trying to anchor deeper into my intuition, having some struggles here, having some doubts, you know, having some fears coming up about honoring my authenticity, or if you're searching for or seeking guidance around certain energetic patterns or behavioral patterns that you're noticing, like, okay, I just keep like the same situation or the same experience keeps coming up. It's different people or it's a different thing, but it's the same energy. And I'm just trying to figure out like, what is this thing? Awesome, awesome, awesome for that. So yeah, if any of those two feel aligned with you and your journey and your path, head to the link in my show notes. It is there available for you to book. They're super affordable, super accessible. And yeah, I must be so honored to be a guide and, and a support for you in your soul healing journey. <laughs> um, and then I also want to share that my course is still available for those who are ready to start the journey of shifting out of those self-sabotaging patterns and habits and behaviors and into their intuitive, authentic self. So I've kind of restructured the program to where um, so I have a client currently and I'm open to taking on more clients. And then what, what I'll do is at the end of the week, um, we'll all come together for group reflection on what challenges came up for you during the week, during the lesson. So just uh, another quick brief, um, I guess, synopsis about around the intention of the course. It's really geared towards create conscious creatives entrepreneurs who are just wanting to just show up authentically point blank in all of the periods like that's it that's really the root of this work and I do that through emotional self-care so honoring your emotions honoring your experience honoring just you you know it's really rooted in self-prioritization I say self-prioritization 
is the key to soul liberation. So if you're really trying to get back to your soul self, that authentic self where you're beautiful, abundance, and all of your prosperity and everything lies, purpose, your mission, everything, that is what this course is geared towards. And then I also have it, have incorporated chakra medicine um, for that energetic aspect of healing, cleansing, balancing, aligning. So that way, when you, as you are really opening yourself up to receiving your intuitive guidance, following your intuitive guidance, you're also healing those blocks, healing those energetic blocks and those energetic, um, what can we call them? Like disturbances, those energetic like patterns that were just like, that are just like keeping us stuck in these habits and keeping us stuck in resistance and really just allowing that to be released and and just release tap like just wholeness you know really come back into wholeness that's what authenticity is all about coming back to your whole 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 self and experiencing life from that point of view not from your shadow not from your shame not from your fears not from your family programming, your, the societal programming, all of the other things that have, you know, forced us to fragment ourselves because our whole authentic selves weren't acceptable, you know? So we had to kind of like break off pieces of ourselves and we only show this aspect of ourselves around this people and we only show this aspect of ourselves around those people. And so that's really where that shadow work comes into play that I was talking about earlier because that's what happens to us, to our soul. When we're, when we're only showing up um, in, 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 in certain, like in fragments, the other parts of ourselves get shifted into the shadow. This isn't lovable. This isn't acceptable. This isn't worthy to be seen around this group, this sector, these people, that, those people over there, blah, blah, blah. So we, we break ourselves up into pieces, you know? So this work truly is about coming back into our whole authentic self, the intuitive authentic self, because that's where your gold is. That's where your beauty is, your success, your abundance, your peace, bliss, your pleasure. As the card said earlier, your pleasure. Sure, because it's good to be you. You don't have to explain to nobody why. That's it. You just show up as who you are. That's it. <laughs> and then as you do that, you attract other souls who resonate with your level of authenticity. And then you have a whole new friendship group, a whole new soul tribe, a whole new family that really supports you and sees you exactly for who you are. And it's just a game changer. It's a, it's a different way of living, y'all, for real. It's a whole nother a whole new world. That's exactly what it is. So if you're ready for that, a whole new world, <laughs> you can head to the show notes, book a free clarity call, or you can DM me on Instagram. And I would love, love, love to answer any questions that you have and hopefully jump on a phone call with you and to really see where you are in your journey. All right. Okay. So Almost done, y'all. Almost done. Then we're going to get into today's episode. So, quick reminder, this Sunday, October 3rd, I will be on IG Live um, giving my collective oracle card reading. This is my, my fourth week doing it. I believe that's right. Fourth week, right? Is that the fourth week? I believe this is the fourth week doing it. So that means I've been doing it for a month already. Wow. Crazy. Time's going by fast. Is it the fourth week? Or is it the third week? 
I think this past week was the third week. It's the fourth, about to be the fourth week. Yep. Wow. I've been doing this for about a month now. So awesome. I love it. I feel like I'm going to be here for a little minute. I really do. Um, it just gives me so much joy, so much energy. And I love it. <laughs> it's a part of my pleasure. So, you know, um, I'm going to give in to what feels good and to surrender to what feels aligned. And so, yeah, so last week, last Sunday, the message was around using joy as a tool for transformation and being resilient and staying in our joy so that we transform and transmute, okay, the challenges, the resistance, whatever it is that, you know, that we're facing that's kind of giving us a little bit of friction, a little tension. And, and, and actually, one of the mantras that I created, um, during the new moon in Virgo, but with the intentions of, you know, um, when that full moon energy came in that we had that Pisces full moon, this is, this is one of the mantras I created. The challenges I face do not define me. The truth is in my inner sight. I am the light. Okay. The challenges I face do not define me. The truth is in my inner sight. I am the light. And there were two other mantras that I came up with and I'm pretty sure I shared them on this show. I don't remember which episode it was, but I've also posted these on my Instagram. So if you'd like to see, like have them, um, you want to save them on your Instagram or whatever, go to my Instagram at on the cusp wellness, and you'll see, um, the stuff affirmations that I posted There's three of them. And then, yeah, have at it. You can go check out the other ones. So yeah, I carry that with y'all. Um, I've been repeating that to myself. The challenges I face do not define me. The truth is in my inner sight. I am the light. When I've been slipping into victim mode, I repeat that mantra and I just remind myself that what I'm going through is to build me up, to build my resistance so that I continue walking in my divine authority and my purpose. And there is nothing greater than me. I am the light. Okay. I am the light. Okay. So <laughs> be sure to follow me at On The Cusp Wellness. You can catch the energetic tea for this upcoming week. I go live at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time slash 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So for my West Coasters, my East Coasters, wherever you are, calculate <laughs> the time changes. If you're in Central Time, Mountain Time like me, you know, do what you got to do to figure out what time zone that is for you. Um, and then one other thing, the new moon is next Wednesday, October 6th, and I host virtual moon circles. So if you're interested in aligning with the moon cycles or just want some inspiration for your new moon intentions, join us. I would love, love, love to have you if that feels aligned with you and your soul. Um, you can DM me your email address, letting me know that you want to join the moon circle and I will put you on the mailing list so that you get the Zoom info, time, and date. All right, y'all. Those are all my announcements. <laughs> so this week I have my beautiful friend and accountability partner, Coach Chastity Wright, on the show. And Chastity and I discuss everything from her beautiful Hawaiian culture to mental health to her success on TikTok and so much more. I hope you enjoy this episode with Coach Chas, Coach Chastity. <laughs> and if you feel like someone you know could benefit from this episode, please, 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 please share it. 
or repost it to your social media. That would be wonderful, awesome, amazing, just really making sure that this beautiful work and these stories and these messages really get out into the world so that people who um, need to hear these kind of stories and feel empowered and feel seen can feel empowered and seen. So yes, that's all I have for you lovely people this week. Thanks so much once again for tuning in. If you are a regular listener, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. I love you all deeply and dearly, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much, Coach Chastity, for joining me today. I am so excited to be able to speak with you, the other third of the accountability team. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd love for you to just, yeah, uh, share with the people what you do, how you got started, you know, see, what, see what, what, what's to come from your heart. Yes. Aloha kako, everybody. Hello. Greetings to you. I am Chastity. Um, fun fact about me is my Hawaiian name is Kekaau, which means humble and humorous. Why? I which, never know that. Yeah, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey's <laughs> gasping because she never knew that. <laughs> and I live in Hawaii. I was born and raised here. I'm Hawaiian, Portuguese, and Puerto Rican. Ew. My family's, yeah, my family's <laughs> from the island of Oahu. And Oh, I love being here. I've only lived in the continent for um, when I was in college. I lived in Oregon, University of Oregon. Woo, woo. <laughs> and I've also lived in New York. I went to Queens College for one year. So I love it. I love traveling. Um, I'm really, I've been to 10 different countries and 10 different states, and it would have been more if wow. not for this pandemic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done a few things on my bucket list. I've been in a plus size beauty pageant. Yeah. Um, I used to have a reading, I have a reading disorder. I have dyslexia and Mm. like getting my master's degree was a huge um, accomplishment given that like in elementary school, I was like three grade levels behind in reading. Um, And I also have a big Ohana, my family, um, my parents were separated when I was little. So I have step parents. I got double the parents, double the family, (laughs) double the fun, you know, (laughs) double the Christmas presents growing up. And um, I have recently started this business, Thinking with a Twist, and I do mindset coaching. I call myself a mindset makeover coach. And really what I'm helping connect with like these self-aware women, typically from Pacific Islander cultures or collectivist cultures, Mm. because we have a special, you know, um, a special formula of like people pleasing and like... Mm low self-confidence and like issues with wanting to be perfect and always take care of everyone else because we come from a culture where right taking care of others um is looked at as very important and being humble is very important so out of balance those values um tend to be you know detrimental to our mental health so i love um bringing that outlook to mental health and like talking about it more mainstream and just knowing that you don't have to get mental health services like if you're in crisis or if you're really messed up or that like you can get help strengthening your mindset even if you're just struggling with frustration and like anxious thoughts you know mm, I love that I love that I want to backtrack to a couple things <laughs> okay yeah that was a long intro <laughs> uh, first can you repeat your Hawaiian name again sure uh Kekao. Kekao. Yeah, and I'll tell I you how to spell it. That. 
It's it's K E K A Okina A U. And wow. Okina is like um, it's a actually like a letter in Hawaiian language. Like it's actually wow. important to the word. It changes the meaning depending on where the Okina is in, mm. on, in the word. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Like. I, I would love to tap into your, your culture a little bit because the second thing that I actually wanted to tap on that seamlessly ties into that, um, you said the word collectivist culture. And I don't think I've ever heard that word before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So to me, I see things in like um, collectivist cultures are mm-hmm. cultures where the collective um, is seen as not more important, but like maybe a, a big priority. And then the individual is with, basically, it's like the individual is seen itself as part of the collective. Mm. And individualist cultures are when the individual sees themselves as separate from the collective. Got you. So I would describe American culture, uh, Western culture as individualistic. Mm-hmm. Like people tend to look at themselves as separate from their ohana as separate from the community as more as separate entities and like mm. you know but in collectivist cultures like asian cultures japan um, pacific islander cultures individuals um tep- typically view themselves and values typically be around you within the collective mm, wow wow that's deep so I'm curious, mm. how did that play a role? You said you came from, you know, you had step parents. Like, how does that exist when you're when you have step parents? It's like, you know, you have your mom, your stepdad, and your dad, your stepmom. Like, are they coming together and still giving that collectivist energy? Like, where? Like, I guess my question is like, growing up, how did that? How did that play itself out in your childhood? Sure. So my stepmom is from an Asian background. So even her family is collectivist as well. So yes, like, and then my stepdad, same. My mom, definitely from collectivist culture. And my dad, he is technically from collectivist, like cultural identities, like Mm -hmm. Portuguese and Puerto Rican. But that family um, is a little bit more to themselves and a little bit more um, detached like due to like you know trauma or due mm. to things that just separated them so that one that family is kind of like every man for themselves a little okay. bit but my other three parents is very like always getting together always about what other people like including others mm-hmm. like being a part of um birthdays holidays thursdays like <laughs> it's just like yeah and like growing up it's kind of like people just know things about yeah. you you know like if one time I almost burnt my house down oh my goodness because I was playing with a match because <laughs> I was a little kid you know and you best believe the whole family knew mm. about it you know what I mean but then even like when we graduate like the whole family knows about it and like mm. you go and support the graduate and congratulate them give them a lay give them money mm. You know, support them on their accomplishment so it is like a like doing things together mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and even here in Hawaii like there's a lot of Asian cultures here um, and people that migrated here over different generations but also during the plantation time and like you'll find that a lot of like for example Filipino families they'll live all together like multi multi-generations in one household mm-hmm. you know 
and they share responsibility, they share the chores, they share the bills, and they're really doing things together, mm. you know, running mm. family businesses, it's a very much like um, what supporting your ohana, supporting mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious as how that 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 upbringing played a role in your mental health because I'm just kind of reflecting on, on my upbringing and my mom actually came from a, a large family. She was one of nine and she was the second to last, but I didn't grow up. I'd say after like the age six or seven, when we, when we moved away from California, like all that kind of like was gone, you know, like that family dynamic going to grandma's house over the summer, like all that was gone. And oh, so wow. I struggled a lot growing up as a kid because, you know, holidays, Christmas is like, it was pretty much just me and her. And I always wanted that like family, cousins, like grandparents, mm-hmm. like just everything everywhere. And just like having that like nucleus, you know? And I, I yes. used to feel like I was always kind of la- lacking, but like missing out. So like we'd go to like my friend's houses for Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or whatever, you know? And so I, I know growing up in a big family like that where you guys are really tight knit and super close comes with its challenges too, but like, obviously on being on the completely opposite end of the spectrum I'm like damn that's so nice like I would love to yeah. like you know have my uncles and aunts come to my you know chilling games and football games and like pick me up from school because my mom's at work or blah 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 so yeah. but for you how was that when you know you're getting into your teenage years your adulthood years you're like I'm trying to do my own thing now you know yeah well two things I would say that I am biased Mm-hmm. But I, I prefer a collectivist cultural values, you know, mm-hmm. and I find that it's very, it can be very supportive, um, very encouraging, very connecting, you know, mm-hmm. and like to know that you're not alone, like, especially during these times, yeah. um, feeling alone and understanding how detrimental that is to people's mental health is, you know, really makes me feel really lucky to come from where I come from and like Mm -hmm. I'll even say like when I went to New York I worked in uh, Kohl's and my best friend was in school upstate New York so Mm -hmm. we were spending Thanksgiving together and it was our it was going to be our first Thanksgiving without family like Mm -hmm. other times we had flown home for family uh, for Thanksgiving or we had flown to other parts of the country where family was in Colorado and such Mm -hmm. Um, but this was the first year it was just going to be us and lit and like I was working and this couple came in and I believe they were Italian. Mm -hmm. So they're technically they're Caucasian, but you know, they're cultured. Mm -hmm. Italians are very collectivist in culture. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and they were like, what are you doing? Where are you from? They knew I had an accent. They're like, what are you doing (laughs) for Thanksgiving? And they invited me 500 times, like in that one transaction to come to their house for Thanksgiving. And me and Mona decided to go. And, you know, after the seventh time that they told, I was like, yeah, sure, sure. You know, and it was just amazing to be invited to, you know, it was, it felt like home too, mm. you know? So it's just like, you see the cousins interacting, you see, you know, the guy cousins over here, like building a snowman and sticking like beers in it. And like, you see like aunties over there in the kitchen, like cleaning up and like, it's very much, we do things like, together, mm. you know? So, um, I will say that like coming from that, really, I love my worldview Mm -hmm. that um, doing things together and thinking about others is is so important, you know, and including others and connecting with people. 
um, it's because of that value that I've got to meet the people that I've got to meet in the world and like um, gotten to experience the things that I've gotten to experience, you know? And yeah, I do say that like coming from our culture, it can also in unbalance because mm -hmm. some of our values that we have, right, is taking care of your family, um, humbleness, mm -hmm. you know, like not, we really have a fear of being arrogant in our culture. And then um, of like, I would say in my family in particular, it's like working hard, you know? Mm. And I feel like when those three, three things are in balance, they're great values, mm -hmm. but when they're out of balance, it's hard because the humbleness turns into like, right, self, low self-worth, mm -hmm. right? Because you're so scared of being confident, but like, that's not arrogance, that's just confidence, but right. it looks like it looks like arrogance to people, right, sometimes. And then the hard work, right, can become imbalanced, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and the putting everybody else, like thinking about everybody else, that's amazing when you do that, but not at the expense of yourself, mm -hmm. right? So like, yes, thinking about everybody is great, but also thinking about yourself within that and that you are an important, valuable member of that group and you deserve also to be supported and encouraged and helped, right? Mm -hmm. And like, that is also important too, that you're not doing it at the expense of yourself. So anyways, um, I would say that having coming from that culture has been a blessing and I love it and I'm I'm definitely biased and prefer people actually that come from collectivist <laughs> cultures and mindsets you know they're just easier to relate to and talk mm -hmm. to and I feel like um people are much more considerate and I just feel like things work you know work better even with some of the political you know views which we're not going to get into but like I feel like when you look at it from a collectivist point versus the individualist standpoint it um it's kind of clear how decisions get made, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's easier mm -hmm. to make decisions, you know? Mm, I love that. That's a really, yeah. really good point too. It's a really good point. So I love to kind of segue into a couple of points. And first off, 2020, because I know you just said you, you just started this business. So what did 2020 look like for you? Oh, girl. <laughs> It was rough. It was rough. It was so rough. 2020 was rough. Um, um, it's a part of my story, but it's her story. But so I won't share too much. But my cousin who was living with me at the time, you know, she had lost her job and like wasn't going to school anymore because in person, right? Mm -hmm. And her life really changed, and that changed, you know, our life, you know, mm -hmm. and her and our household. Um, it was just really hard to see so many teenagers um, be impacted by this pandemic, you know, and like by the social distancing and the mm. canceling of events. Like I remember driving through um, one of our towns, Waianae, and on the side of the road, on the fences, people make banners for the graduate, you know, Aww. and like they hang up the picture of the graduate. And and I was driving by at a time where a lot of people were there hanging up their mm -hmm. banners mm -hmm. and standing in front of their banners with their families taking photos. And I started crying because oh, I was wow. just like, I, these kids like are not going to get the graduation, you know, that I'm so grateful for getting or the mm -hmm. party. And like for a lot of people, that's their biggest accomplishment so far in life, graduating from high school. That's their biggest thing they've done so far. 
And to not be able to celebrate that in our way mm. with the big party and celebration and around our family and our friends is so sad, you know? Mm. Um, so there's just, I just feel like 2020 was just this like, there was just this sadness, you know? And like, not to say that what we had to do to, to self distance was not appropriate. I do think it was appropriate. Mm -hmm. And I do think as a collective, it's the safer thing to do, right. to do the social distancing and do the things. But um, I do, I was definitely impacted and I was like tired of my job. I was tired of that living situation. I felt like I didn't know where my goals were, where my dreams were. I, I was not clear on what I wanted in my life anymore. And I felt really, really lost. Like, you know, for a lot of us, hard to even get out of bed. Like when I don't check my mail, when my mail just stacks up, when my hair doesn't get brushed, when like I don't go out of the house for a week, mm -hmm. like I'm in a tough spot, you know? So, um, yeah, that's how it affected me. And then I came to a realization when I turned 20, I mean, 30. <laughs> I was like, I turned, what? <laughs> I turned 30 in 2020, turned 30 in 2020. And I was just like this, I need to change things. Like I need to change. I need to focus on myself. I need to like connect with like uplifting, energetic people. Mm -hmm. I need to connect with my vision. I need to connect with, you know, what I love doing. I need to connect with my body. I need to connect with my culture. And there was this, this big realization of like, girl, you need to connect and plug back in because mm. you are just so disconnected right now. And we're not going to keep going down this road. And I feel like if I could summarize like mental health and like that, it would be that word. It would be mm -hmm. connection. Yeah. Like I feel like anxiety, all these different things that we struggle with is a disconnection from ourselves, from our sexuality, from our culture from yeah. our language from our families from our love from all these things like from our bodies from the mm. land and a disconnection from those things is really right detrimental yeah 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 I agree yeah so is that do you feel like that's ultimately what inspired you to start your business because I know before you yes. were doing um uh you were a licensed therapist right Yep, I'm still a licensed therapist and yeah. and substance abuse counselor. Yeah. Yep, I love doing that. I've been in mental health for a while. And um, yeah, I just wanted to do something different. I love mm -hmm. doing coaching because I can do it anywhere in the world with anyone in the world that right. speaks English. And, um, and so it just gives me a lot of freedom that I wouldn't have had with um, a private practice. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and, and I feel like therapy is great for the, our healing, mm -hmm. for our healing journeys. Right. Um, but I, I think coaching is great for our, like building our dreams, mm -hmm. you know, and like really taking our lives to the next level and thriving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think, I think they both hold a space, but I feel like therapy is healing and coaching is like thriving yeah taking things to next levels. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what you did. I'd love for you to share a bit about your story of that, what that transition looked like for you. Sure. Um, yes. So I finally got to that decision, right? Where I was like, girl, you need to connect. <laughs> and um, I connected first with my good friend. Um, well, not first, but I connected with one of the first people I did was my good friend, Samantha. Mm -hmm. She had been doing coaching for about a year and a half. 
And I literally, after a couple of weeks of talking to her weekly, I was just like, I'm hiring you. I'm doing mm. this. Let's go. Like, yeah, I need this help. Like, you're going to help me. I know, I know you're able to help me. I know if I work with you, I'm going to get the results I want. And like, I don't care what it costs. Let's go. I need to mm. change, you know? And that's how that conversation went. And I was just like, VIP coaching, one year, <laughs> give it to me. You know, I want all of it. I want all of it. I don't want the family friends discount. I want to do this, you mm -hmm. know? And I also, I understood that investing in myself was super important. And obviously something I had done throughout school, throughout my life, right. investing in my education, investing in my personal growth, you know? So it's really simple to me to, for, to do that, you know? Um, and... But of course it was expensive than I thought it was. And <laughs> I was like, okay, in four months, if I don't have my business up and running, I'm not going to be able to afford you. Mm -hmm. So we need to make something happen in four months. Can we do that? And she was like, definitely. So literally like two weeks later, I put in my two weeks notice to quit my job before I even made any money in coaching. Cause I mm. was just so sure that I wanted to make this business successful and I needed to like burn the different bridges I had mm -hmm. and I was just over that job already you know um and then it wasn't bringing me life anymore I sold my apartment I moved out here to like a, I found this perfect beachfront condo on the west side of Oahu and I love the beaches out here I love the community out here so I get to literally like see the beach from my you know mm. lanai from my lanai and um what else did I do? I did start losing some weight, but that has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I was inspired for a little while and then too much changed. And I went back to the comfort zone when it mm -hmm. came to that area of my life. Um, I have done this coaching business. I have coached 10 people so far. Um, yeah. And it's been amazing. The journey and watching them. I... I've been working on writing this book. I've met amazing people like you. Um, I have gone viral on TikTok. Yes, I wanted I, to <laughs> talk about that a little bit as well. Like, you know, cause I'm all about like creativity and like, I feel like as like we're creative in, in many different ways. And I feel like we are all creatives, even if you don't think what, you know, what you do is creative or whatever. It's like, there's still yes. creative to be, creativity to be found in that, you know, whatever it is. And so I feel like you really hit your stride in, the, in that creativity sector, like of your business and like making it fun and, and making, keeping yourself inspired, you know, to show up. So yeah, talk, talk yes. to us about TikTok. <laughs> yes. So a few weeks ago or last month, I like posted this video and it was so spur of the moment. It was a stitch. If you know TikTok, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then sorry about it, but go find out because TikTok's <laughs> awesome. Um, but I did a stitch where someone asked a question and then I answered the question. And mm. it was, what have you learned about mental health that really helped your mental health? And I shared about what I had learned about CBT, um, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and that there's a process, right, of our outcomes. Mm. So like our results process. So it's our thoughts that create our feelings and our feelings that get, generate our actions. Mm -hmm. And then our actions are give us the consequences or the outcomes of our life, the results of our life, right? Mm. But when a lot of people are working on their change, they just focus on their actions. They just wanna change the diet, change the workout plan, change their actions. 
But if they don't go deeper to understanding the thoughts and behaviors or the thoughts and feelings behind those behaviors, then they're, the change that they get, make is going to be very difficult. It's going to take a lot of willpower and typically will be very short-lived mm. because you can't just like push, push, push yourself on creating your dreams. Mm -hmm. You can push yourself to do a goal, but you're not going to push yourself to make a dream happen. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be pulled to a dream. You have to mm. be inspired to a dream. I love that. Yeah. So I really, um, when I work on coaching with people, we focus on the thoughts and feelings, getting into a strong mindset, developing our strong mindset and being in a state, an emotional state that allows us to feel our inspiration, feel our intuition. In Hawaiian, we say our na'au, like to feel our mm. mana and our spirit. Because when you're in that space, those actions that come out of that na'au, out of that mana and your energy and your intuition are going to be the best actions for you, mm. you know? And they're going to be effortless and simple and clear, you know, mm -hmm. the clearer your thoughts and feelings are. So that's the video that I shared that went viral and had like two almost, uh, what is it? 1.7 million views. Thank goodness. Yeah, and then a bunch of people started following me and I love it because it's mostly people that I really would love to work with. Mostly mm -hmm. like women from collectivist cultures, mm -hmm. you know, and some men for sure. Shout out to the men, <laughs> shout out to the men. I just, um, you know, I'm used to working with women and know mm -hmm. what women think a little bit more than, than men but I can definitely work with men as well. They're awesome. Two of my clients have been men and they've been legit. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Cause I think that's just so important, you know, just to kind of really like, <clears throat> excuse me, expand our definition of creativity. Like, and I love what you said, you know, and it kind of about being pulled into something it, it, uh, immediately a question in my mind that I felt like, that I feel like, I'm going to be checking in with myself more often is am I being pushed or am I being pulled? Like, am I pushing myself to do this or am I feeling called to do this? And it could be whatever, you know, doing the laundry, yeah. go, go to run into target. Like it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. but just really checking in with yourself and, and just asking. Cause I think, you know, in, in the Western society over here, we're so pushed mm -hmm. to do everything. Like you're supposed to do this and you should be doing that and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you yeah. really lose that internal compass you really lose that like you said like that connection with well a lot of us has been severed you know through childhood and, and things like that where you're not even yeah. being taught or trained to just be like okay check in with yourself and make sure that feels good like anytime I'm like working with someone or I'm making plans with someone business personal whatever I'm like does that feel good like you know does this time feel good does this place feel good like because a lot of things can yeah. sound good they don't necessarily feel good, you know? Yes, yes. And you're right. Like we have, we are taught, you know, even in my family, I was taught eat all that's on your plate. Like no one said, eat until you're full, mm. like listen to your body, you know? But even that is a simple way of listening to yourself mm -hmm. that you stop eating when you don't, when you're not hungry anymore, when your body's full, you know? Um, and that's just like an even simple way. And I would say like, you can look at your thoughts, right? And even speak differently, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I have to do something, you'd be like, I get to do something. Mm -hmm. Right there, that one word change will affect how you feel. 
And that's where your thoughts can influence, right? That's where your thoughts influence your feelings. Because mm-hmm. if saying, saying, I have to go to work is way different than saying, I get to go to work. Like, mm-hmm. I get to go to work. I get to serve my community. I get to provide for my family. I get to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is just a, you know, a very even one. And should <laughs> is toxic AF. Like that is a toxic effing word. And if we can work on changing that word in our vocabulary to just could even, mm-hmm. it's so much better. If you really wanted to, you could clean your room. Mm-hmm. Like if you really wanted to, you could go to the gym. Like if you really wanted to, you could mm-hmm. do it. But maybe you don't really want to. Right, right. <laughs> and just giving ourselves that permission, right? Yeah. And saying you should do it. And I feel like I'm not speaking against this movement, you know, like people that are disciplined, people that um, um, are motivated Mm -hmm. and like, you know, setting in their healthy habits. It's not against that. It's it's really with that with that idea. And it's not to say that what they're doing um, isn't creating phenomenal results for themselves. Right. I'm really speaking to the people who that is not working for them. Mm-hmm. right the people that that works for great go for the habits go for the changes of your actions because you are actually you're doing something that's changing your thought process and your feelings mm-hmm. you're just really maybe you're not so aware of aware of it and you're focusing on changing your actions i'm talking to the people who keep trying to change their actions and are not getting anywhere you know mm-hmm. that's really where now we can back it up and let's go to the feelings and thoughts, you know, because yeah, yeah. that's me. That's my people. <laughs> I know you're the one that told me, uh, stop shooting on yourself. <laughs> yep. Stop shooting on yourselves. <laughs> so two of my favorite teachers, Tony Robbins and Louise Hay speak up against that word a lot. Mm, I love it. <laughs> and I remember They don't like, say Ooh. should, they don't say you shouldn't say should, but they just say should is not healthy. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So I, I would, and I'm so grateful that I get to ask you this question um, and just to really get a different perspective. So, you know, you were talking about um, intuition and your spirit. What does, I'm uh, say it correctly, Hawaiian spirituality <laughs> look like? And what have you integrated into your personal practice? Yes. Okay. So I have, this is one of the areas of my life where I have been very disconnected actually from Mm. my culture. Um, The the little nuggets that I have had along my lifetime and the different um, kupuna or elders or Mm. kumus or teachers that I have come across um, have, I have held on to what they taught me. Um, But I am very much so growing in this area. So I'll start with that and say that. Um, And what I have, what I have learned and what I want to keep learning um, about Hawaiian spirituality is, well, first of all, that Hawaiians are and were so spiritual people. Mm-hmm. Like um, really, really everything is um, in my eyes about mana. Mm-hmm. So like everything has mana. Mana is energy. Okay. That's the way we describe it. So like even... Um, <clears throat> even our land, our oceans, our sand, our, you know, our children, our animals, like us, Mm -hmm. everything has mana, you know, 
And um, even if you think about it, like we are, there are universes within us, like we are within a universe, you know? So it's like, there's the universe, there's the world, then there's us, then there's ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like, like, it's like, we are a universe within universes. Like it's crazy, (laughs) the dimensions, you know? So I feel like Hawaiians understood that. And I think something I've learned recently about how powerful like spirituality is in Hawaiian culture too, is like, Hawaiian culture is also very much about um, observation. Mm. Like, like we observed, like we knew, like if the stars were here and the moon was here and like we could, we could navigate the whole ocean. Mm. Like we traveled all over the world through our, with our navigation in, in our canoes. Like we didn't just travel throughout the Pacific. Like we've been, you know, to the continent, to South America, we've been all over, mm. you know? So like, um, and it's really like about observing, observing your surroundings, observing the people, observing how things flow, how things work, and like working with that. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I feel like the most spiritual thing I've been, I learned about Hawaiian culture in relation to spirituality is how connected everything is, how everything has energy, and how if you just sit back and observe, just like meditation, right? You're observing your thoughts, you're observing your breath you are able to like be present with your environment and with yourself in a very powerful way, mm. you know? And that's very in line with what I've learned about spirituality, you know, outside of Hawaiian culture. Mm-hmm. And it really lines up per- per- perfectly in that way too. Mm-hmm. I love that observation. It's, that's like... <laughs> low-key my natural state of being um because I was such an introvert as a child and still I still am like but I just had to realize over time like I need I love going out and being in the mix and going to the club not anymore but like you know back in the day like I was like (laughs) yeah I I love that my energy was calling for it but I'm also someone who like needs to be alone and like okay let's like download and like chill out and like just absorb you know the past week or the past few days or whatever Cause when we're ripping and running and we're just go, 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 go. You're not observing anything. You don't have like how you have to be in a place of stillness and like not introspection present. and flex and reflection to really, to observe, you know? So I love that you said that. Cause like, and I think that's really one of the medicines I'll say of 2020 is that you have no choice, but to sit back and observe. <laughs> like Right, right. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. mm -hmm. So it's um, been a time of introspection. Yeah. 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And one of the things that I kept that kept coming through for me, even before, like I would say 2020, 2020, 2019 into 2020, um, I just kept having this realization. I'm like, oh, I see myself so so much more clearly. I see myself so much more clearly, so much more clearly, so much more clearly. Because again, it was just having to like sit with my thoughts and my beliefs and my feelings, like you were saying, and really getting to the root of those. Why are they here? You know, well, they've been here, you know, how I've been coping with these things, you know, because, you know, living in New York, it's like, (laughs) there's a lot of ways to cope, say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and they're not all necessarily healthy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I'm so grateful that you brought that up 
that observation like it really is like there's so much magic in 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 taking the time out for ourselves to observe even if it's just five minutes 10 minutes like you said with meditation like I remember when I first started meditating I was like I only got three minutes to do this like because I still you know it still takes a little bit of getting used to that like getting still like it's definitely feels uncomfortable in the beginning and I was like I got three minutes to meditate so I don't have time you know and now now three minutes I'm like what am I gonna do with three minutes that's not enough time like yeah yeah, now I'm like okay 15 minutes okay five more minutes okay five more minutes (laughs) so different now so different but it's a practice you know and that's what I had to learn it's a practice and with observation comes so giving yourself the gift of patience like being patient with yourself like that is a huge, huge, huge game changer for so many of us. For a lot of us, we are, we are impatient with ourselves and therefore we are impatient with the world. We're impatient with the job. We're impatient getting work work. Like it's just, you know, I think that's where all that anxiety is just like brewing, 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 brewing. Brewing, You're just like trying to get there, trying to get the results, trying to get the answers, trying to get done. Like, Mm -hmm. that totally reminds me like this, how I incorporate my cultural, um, understandings into my business as Mm -hmm. well is what what I love doing what I love 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 about my culture is how we will use stories and metaphors and analogies um to bring to life uh a topic right Mm. so like what you said reminded me of like um what I learned working on in a farm with 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 a Hawaiian um farmer and he taught us about patience and about malama, which is to take care of the land, to take, mm. to take care, not to take care of the land, to take care. Malama is to take care. And when you take care of something, it takes care of you. Ooh. And this, like, this uh, reciprocal, very um, sustainable relationship because it's reciprocal, right? And like, even if you apply that to life, right, being patient if you are in a farmer and it is a time to plant the seeds, you cannot be mad that it's not harvest time. It's not harvest time. It's time to plant, mm-hmm. right? It's time to weed. Sometimes you go to the farm and you're not doing something fun. All you're mm-hmm. doing is picking weeds <laughs> because that's what needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. You're just picking the weeds and picking the invasive plants. And that's all you're doing, right? And it's about all those stages are all important. And then there's the harvest, right? Mm. And then there's the cooking. And then there's the, you know, coming and weaving and doing these different things with the plants that you farm, right? And each stage is important and all needed. Mm-hmm. But we, but I feel like other times in my life or other things, I find myself just wanting to get to that stage. Like, I don't like, I don't like doing this weeding work on myself. Yeah. I don't want to just get, get rid of all this Nuha, bad things going on mm-hmm. with me. I want to go to this part where I get to enjoy the money or travel or do this mm-hmm. thing. But like, I'm reminded of this farming and this metaphor of working with the land and like that it's a process, yeah. right? It's a process and you can't rush it. You cannot tell the plants to grow faster. You can't, you know, uh, it's really has so many valuable lessons in applying different things to our life. And I feel like living in cities and living um, far away from that kind of concepts does disconnect people Absolutely. from that understanding and that grounding, you know? Absolutely. And I think humans are very much designed to be connected to their 
to the land. So oh, if you're yeah. spending too much time out of nature, that's unnatural, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought up that farming metaphor because um, I, I call that earth medicine, you know, like, you know, it's that, that is this, the medicine of earth is you work the land, till the soil, you plant the seeds, you tend to it and you wait <laughs> and you wait for the, for the harvest, you wait. And, and something that really got triggered for me, especially around, so we're in Virgo season right now and that's, and then that, that's an earth sign. Ooh, and so, okay, Virgos. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I recently did like a, a, a like a, um, an experimental new moon because yesterday was a new moon. So I did, I did an experimental new moon circle. I was like, let me just see how this feels. Let's just see how this goes. And it was just me and three other, um, three other women, but it felt like really aligned. And so basically when I was with, with, you know, talking to them in the circle, I'm like, I'm just feeling really called to like, this is a time to like plant the seeds. Like this is the, basically the last earth season until we get like, you know, next season is um, Libra, which is an air sign that we kind of start getting it to fall and then we mm. get into winter, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm feeling this is like the last season to really like plant those, not the last season, but it's the last earth sign to work with energetically to really like plant those seeds that way when the harvest comes, like it's bountiful. And that way when winter comes, we're not feeling this need to like, oh, I didn't do this. And I, you know, it's like, you're like, you're really getting a chance to enjoy all that you've sown energetically and then physically and, you know, and, you know, all everything that comes after that, but just really taking advantage of this, of the energy and spirit, which is even showing me like, for me personally, and I feel like I mean, this could be for a lot of people as well, but like getting back in flow with the seasons, like really doing what we're, what we're supposed to be doing seasonally, because mm. we are disconnected from the land. Therefore, we are disconnected from the seasons and we're disconnected from our bodies and, and source and everything. And mm-hmm. so a lot of us are kind of operating I guess it's like, like uh, to use your word, like unnaturally, you know, like, like mm. we're out of sync, we're out of flow, which is why our lives kind of reflect such in certain aspects, right? But it's like, if we really take the time to, to do that work, that, uh, that observation work, I feel like that's the biggest thing that's stopping people. It's like, wait, I got to slow down, hold up. What does that mean? You know, like it's, it can be a little scary. It's that fear of the unknown. Like, what does that look like to stop everything I'm doing and reevaluate and really figure out, is this working? Or is this, do I just think it's working? Because this is all I've been doing. This is all I know, right. you know? Yeah. Totally, totally. Yes, it's like, uh, if I have so much to do, how could slowing down be the answer? Mm-hmm. But girl, <laughs> it is. It is I the know, answer. I know. You just got to push through that discomfort. People don't because like to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. You're not observing. Yeah. So it is the answer to slow down mm-hmm. it is it's worth important. it yeah it's worth it I know when I moved out here to Santa Fe um I got like I feel like spiritually energetically I just got like halted like it was like God was like er, like like pulled me by my coattails like girl where are you going <laughs> I'm like where are you going <laughs> I was like uh working trying to get back into the rhythm <laughs> kind of he's like Mm-mm, you need to sit down and like and mm. I realized that was a really important time to just like get reacclimated to like 
not go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And even though like with the pandemic in New York, like a lot of stuff shut down and slowed down. And like, I really, I wasn't physically in that space, but like mentally and energetically, I was still in that space, you know, like what's next? Okay, that's not okay. What's next? All right. Okay, so what's next after that? Like, you know, and, and there, there was no slowing down until I got here. And I was like, okay, like we need to just give ourselves a break and I remember like having a moment in my kitchen where I really like just kind of broke down because I just kept hearing like you need to give yourself space and give yourself space and I'm just like space like what does that what does that mean like what does that look like you know because I was just I was scared I was scared of what that would look like and what that would mean you know but mm. I realized how important it is especially when you're making these really big ch changes and transitions in your life like you got to give yourself a second to just recalibrate you know and just figure out like okay, do I still need this thing? Do I still need this relationship? Do I still need this job? Do I still need this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and start weeding out. <laughs> start weeding out so you can sow those good seeds. That way when it's time to harvest, you got all this bounty you can store up for the winter time and yeah. you're good. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. life is good. Life is easy. Like life can be <laughs> so much easier than what we're told it can be, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, totally, totally. And accepting ourselves at the different seasons that we're mm -hmm. in, you know, yeah. is another thing that I, up until now, have been challenged with, mm -hmm. you know, just like, okay, this is a season of inhaling, like mm -hmm. this is a season of introspection, this is a season of alone time, mm -hmm. you know, and like being okay with that instead of trying to force myself to get to a future season of relationship oh, or a future yeah. season of travel or whatever you know a different mm -hmm. experience than I want and it's really that's it right it's really just like us running away from the present moment mm. and wanting to experience something else yeah and that's why meditation and different things that really bring you to the moment are so powerful because mm -hmm it's really letting you see, hey, this moment is not so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That moment was hard. And maybe you've got some future moments that are hard, but this moment can be not so bad, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can you share your, your definition of anxiety and depression? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I know what you're talking about. So yeah. I have described this to Mickey before, but, um, Anxiety in my eyes is like um, obsessive thoughts about the future. Mm -hmm. And depression is obsessive thoughts and focus on the past, mm -hmm. right? So the way to have, the, to get into our more present moment and focus on your present moment is with gratitude. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is such a great conductor of like being in your present moment and focusing on your present moment. Yeah. Being grateful for what you have. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that definition will strike people who know what it's like to feel yeah. those feelings of depression and anxiety. Like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more depressed than I am anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely, you know, can relate to anxiety too, but like, it's definitely like thinking about the past, what I was, what I could have been, what I could have done, mm -hmm. what I didn't do, who I'm not, you know, and it's, and it's negative focus on the past, right? right? Yeah. 
mm. or negative focus on the future like anxiety people they're great at coming up using their imagination all the worst <laughs> using their imagination for all the worst case scenarios you know yeah. all the worst case scenarios are present a lot but like okay how about we use our imagination for some great case scenarios mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I so I love what I love 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 when I meet people and we do um, some imagination work and visualization work and they tell me I don't know how to use my imagination I haven't used my imagination since I was a kid I wouldn't know how to do that and I was like do you have anxiety and they're like yeah and I was like, <sighs> then you use your imagination all the time mm-hmm. you just use it to think about the worst case scenarios. Wow, you just use deep. it to think about all the negative things that could possibly happen. And you tell yourself that you're just preparing for the future, mm-hmm. but you also are setting up your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yep. setting up your future energetically by doing that. Yep. And you're ruining your present by, do- <laughs> by doing that, you know? So it's no, you're not preparing anyone. Okay. Yeah, that's so 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 real. Yeah, I definitely I wanted to share that because we when I heard that I was like, damn, that is so true. Like you know, it really stops you in your tracks. It definitely does, and it and it, and it, it it's like a wake up call. It forces you to get to be present because you're like, well, shit. If I'm doing that, then what am I doing right now? You know. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Yeah. Seriously. What am I doing right now? What am I doing? <laughs> Oh, this has been such a beautiful conversation and I knew it would. I'm so grateful that you were able to, to be with me today and to, and to share your story, your insights, your wisdom, your experiences. It's been very inspiring and enlightening. So thank you, Coach Thank Jazz. you. Thank you. You're amazing too. I <laughs> thank you, Boo. love speaking to you. I feel like being around you is so, I've never even been around you in person, but I feel like- I know, we know it's so other. crazy. Yeah. And I feel like your energy is so um, accepting. If I could use one word, it would be accepting, you know? So yes, keep doing what you're doing. And I love that you have this platform and I know that you're impacting so many people with this, you know, that are just on the cusp of whatever (laughs) they want to be on, you know, of whatever's next for them in their life. And she is amazing. She, Mickey will help you. Mickey will help you. If you're feeling on the cusp of something amazing and you are thinking about taking that leap of faith, she would be a great person to leap with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. she's leapt, leapt herself, leapt herself oh, off some boy, cliffs. Have I. <laughs> yes. So you're in good, you're in good company because you're with somebody who's already been flying, you know? Oh, thank you so much, love. Such kind words, such beautiful words. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yes, thank what you for letting you? me be here. Absolutely. What are you on the cusp of? What's next for you? Ooh, I am. Well, the first thing that popped to my mind is I'm creating, uh, creating confidence, like organizing your content and creating videos with confidence. Ooh. Little workshops I'm doing, and okay. I'm also going to do like a self-led work on things so people are you know, wanting, just feeling lost in their content and being Mm -hmm. like, what do I post though? Like I'm running out of ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. I can really help this, this is going to really help them get organized and get clear on their different buckets of their content that that can be infinite and you don't have to worry about running out of ideas, you know? So then your creative juices can flow a bit. And I love what you said. I agree a hundred percent that 
my content creating has become so fun mm -hmm. because I look at it as something that I get to do and something that is so my creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Like it is something I get to be creative with and like have inspired thought with and try out different things with and not really tied to anybody's opinion either way. Mm -hmm. I try, you know, if people love it, great. If people don't like it, great. You know, mm -hmm. like it's okay because I love it, you know? So even just trying to get you in that headspace too, because so much times criticism or judgment from others can make us lose our confidence in ourselves. Yeah. So I am working on that. And that's, I feel like what's next for me coming up at the end of this month. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And where can people find you if they want to work with you, get one of those mental workouts? Yes. Thinking with a twist. Yes. Thinking with a twist um, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and YouTube, but um, Instagram and TikTok has my link, li link tree. So you can okay. book a call with me. Awesome. Yeah. It's free to book a call with me. We'll talk story for 30 minutes. So you can have any questions you want to have with me or um, any stories you want to tell me. I'm all ears. Mm, I love that. And I've actually done a mental workout with Coach Chas. Yes. Say the whole name. Coach Chastity. I'm used to calling you Coach Chastity. <laughs> um, and it was so much fun. So if that's something that's like, ooh, what's that? Definitely. Uh, I'll have your link in the show notes as well for like your socials and stuff. So check her out, book a call. It's a lot of fun and it'll definitely yeah. help you shift your perspective and just kind of get you out of that string of thoughts that just kind of keep you in that loop you know that loop that loop that loops like you feel like you want to do something different you want to make a change but then that thought comes and swings you right back around it's like no give yourself the permission and the space to break out of that and yes. is a great source to do that yeah let's break those cycles of those thoughts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, thank you yes. thank you thank you so much love. <laughs> i know it's what it's morning time there right so Yes, almost lunchtime. Yeah, so we're good to go. Yes. Oh, thank you, beautiful, for just everything, for being here, for sharing space with me. Um, I'm, I like my gratitude. <laughs> so, so, so deep. So, um, any last, any last words, insights, takeaways no, that you yeah, want to give the people? No, mahalo for having me be here. I've loved it. I'm so grateful to be invited. Thank you, beautiful. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. And I'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see All ya, right. see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now, don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So... Be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.